boy, ladies and gentlemen, what is going on? Welcome back to another episode of Breaking the Goal Line Podcast. I am your host, Russell Goddard. An unbelievable weekend. We just had a fantastic, phenomenal 24 hours full of football. Uh, 48, I guess. I mean, I mean, two just epic, nonstop slobber knocker days of football. Three game winning field goals, an overtime football game. It just, I mean, three road teams win, three out of the four underdogs win. It was just an absolutely fantastic weekend. Both number one seeds got knocked off. Uh, uh, the goat's gone. Rogers is gone. It's just unbelievable the way these football games ended. That that Bills Chiefs game, two, uh, twenty was it twenty five points in the last two minutes of the uh, of regular of the regular uh, of the fourth quarter of regulation. Unbelievable. It was just phenomenal. Uh, Tom Brady and that defense, Buccaneers defense, and Tom Brady bringing it back 24 unanswered points off of some costly turn. We're going to get into all of that. What an absolutely incredible divisional round. Can't wait to get into it. There's some rumors flying around, you know, will Tom Brady retire? Will Aaron Rodgers leave? You know, this, this, and that. You know, I might touch a little bit on the Aaron Rodgers thing, but all the coaching stuff, you know, we're pretty much, we're going to just dive right into all this divisional action because it was phenomenal. We're going get, to get into these games just the greatness this weekend was and it really really just was fucking fantastic so uh but uh if you could go ahead and give me a five star rating go spotify as that new star system go ahead and leave me and subscribe uh and like the show all right yeah let's go in the divisional round let's go where to start where to start after two amazing days of football i mean we could start with joey burrow who just a year ago, his leg fell off, and now he's in the AFC title game. Or we can start with the San Francisco 49ers, who is probably one of the greatest wins in the franchise history and one of the most devastating losses in the franchise history for the Green Bay Packers. We can start with the Rams and Matt Stafford, finally able to get to a playoff on a good team. And here we go, the Rams and McVay back to another NFC title game in that Chiefs and Bills, uh, I mean, just Mahomes, the greatness, the box office that those two guys bring us. Where do we start here? I mean, it's just, it's everywhere you look, every game is just fire. It's awesome. Now, the first half of maybe the Bengals-Titans game was a little, you know, a little slow, a little, little snooze fest, I guess people could say. But then it really kept going. And from the second half of that game to the Niners-Packers to Rams-Bucks and Bills-Chiefs, it was full throttle, pedal to the metal, just an absolutely fantastic four football games. So let's get into Joe Burrow first. The king of the north went into Nashville, the number one overall seed Tennessee Titans, got Derrick Henry back. That's that. I mean, and he looked pretty good. He looked healthy. He looked like he was running well. You know, the first quarter, you can kind of see he was getting off some of that rust. But Tennessee, a good football team off of a bye. I love Rabel. If you've been listening to the show long enough, you know that I'm a big Mike Vrabel fan. And Mike Vrabel has brought something to this Tennessee team now that they've lacked the past couple of years, even with Vrabel. Intensity and fire on defense. And Mike Vrabel has turned this defense around, turned the intensity of this defense around. In in just a couple of years, and there, Jeffrey Simmons is lighting people up. Landry's lighting people up. Joe Burrow got sacked nine times. Nine times! It's unbelievable that a quarterback that got sacked nine times won a football game. Joe Burrow got the shit kicked out of him in this football game. I mean, Simmons was all over him. Landry was running three. I, I just, it, he, and he just kept popping up. Joe Burrow, he just kept popping up, 
get a big hit, take a big hit, take a big sack, and he would just get on up. And in the pressure that this guy has on his shoulders, number one overall draft pick, right, goes to Cincinnati, a franchise that hasn't won a lot in a while, 24, 25 years old. He's a Heisman Trophy winner. He's from LSU. But Joe Burrow wasn't given things on a silver platter. Joe Burrow had to work for all this. Joe Burrow had to work. At one point in time, Urban Meyer said, no, I think we're going to go with Dwayne Haskins over you. And you can tell me, oh, you Ohio State fans, over and over and over again about Dwayne Haskins, one amazing season at Ohio State. You, you know, I saw Joe Burrow's you know, pretty fucking fantastic season at LSU. And uh, I don't know, 15-0 and and won a natty, won a Heisman Trophy, was a number one overall draft pick. I, I think, uh, I think he, he, you know, he had maybe had a little chip on his shoulder. I mean, he, he probably looked over, like, you're going with Dwayne Haskins over me? Sure, he's got an arm, but he's not me. And Joe Burrow now, with the pressure of this franchise, this city, he's the face of it. To handle it how he does, it's just, it's he's truly, truly something special. He really is. And this Tennessee Titan team, they're good, but they're missing something. And Ryan Tannehill, I think, showed us kind of who he is. Three picks, three interceptions, Ryan, in the divisional round. Come on, buddy, that, 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 that can't happen. That is unacceptable. Unacceptable, Tannehill. And, and they have limitations there. Now, the running back's fine. I mean, Deontay Foreman had that big run. Their offensive line does not not very good, you know, but their defense have come a long way, and Vrabel will be back. The Titans will be back. They just need to find it, and I think it starts with their quarterback. Ryan Tannehill just has limitations. You can only go so far with him. You see it. Now it's time to probably start looking for an upgrade. And the Cincinnati Bengals are going to the AFC Championship. It is their first road playoff game in the history of that franchise. We're talking about a team that went to has been to, what, two Super Bowls? 88, 81 and 88, right? They they never won a road playoff game. They played all those game, playoff games at home. And they never won a road playoff game. And Joe Burrow has come in here and changed the franchise. And Jamar Chase is an absolute baller. And I, I say whatever I want to say about Zach Taylor. I keep telling everybody, I don't think he's very good. He's got limitations. I don't know. But he just keeps winning. And yes, Joe Burrow may be carrying him more than he is great. I get that. But if you just keep winning, you keep winning in the playoffs, where your legacy is made in the playoffs, right? We'll get into Aaron Rodgers because his legacy is not being, I mean, his legacy is made in the playoffs. I mean, he's losing in the playoffs right now. Joe Burrow in, in this this offense with T. Higgins. Now, their offensive line is putrid. He got sacked nine times. Nine times. Their offensive line is horrible. But they got Higgins and Mixon and, and Jamar Chase, and he is an absolute superstar. And they just won. A game where I don't think a lot of people think they could have really won. You know, I thought everybody, Tennessee off a bye, Derrick Henry coming back. You know, Tannehill, three picks, I think is the bottom line of it. Their defense, their back end, Joe Burrow was able to make some amazing passes. He played really well. This 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 team is really good. And now they get to go into the kingdom next Sunday night or Sunday afternoon that's a tough game, and everyone's counting them out, and they, I think they're a seven-point dog, and I understand it, but this team just beat the Chiefs, what, three weeks ago, four weeks ago? Not even, like, yeah, three weeks ago? I, I just, Joe Burrow might have something special cooking up here. There might be something special cooking up with this team. Joe Burrow might just bring something special. He might be an all-time great. He just might. He really might. In all-time greats, they win their Super Bowl. Usually they win their first one pretty early. Usually their second or third year. Russell Wilson, second year. Tom Brady, second year. Patrick Mahomes, second year. Terry Bradshaw, second year. I mean, uh, Joe, uh, Joe, um, Joe Montana, third year. Wasn't second year, but he went to the NFC Championship game. Oh, sorry. Joe, uh, uh, Burrow's going to what? 
in AFC Championship game. Okay. So if he loses this one and wins one next year, is anybody really going to say anything and going to complain? Is they going to be like, oh, I didn't think Joe could do it? No. This dude is a superstar in the way that he handles it. So cool, calm, and collective all the time. He's just, he's so approachable. He's such a real dude. I, I just, I, I can't help but root for Joe Burrow. And the Cincinnati Bengals just have a little something. And on the defense side of the ball, I think we all kind of see that they do. With with Hubbard and, and Logan Wilson, who got that interception tipped up in the air, and he's the one that caught the interception, was able to have Cincinnati drive down to, to get the game-winning field goal. Who Evan McPherson, who is the fifth, sixth-round draft pick, kids just banging fucking field goals. I think, what is he, perfect? Eight for eight in the playoffs so far? Game winner? Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah, Cincinnati. Fucking get up, Cincinnati. That was uh, that was amazing. I mean, Joe Burrow threw for like 350 yards. You know, he didn't have a touchdown, right, because this was kind of a tough fought. And as soon as he got in the red zone, both teams kind of clamped up defensively, sacks. I mean, Burrow got sacked nine times. I mean, the fact that they were able to put up 19 points and he got sacked nine times. I mean, shit, they only put up 10 more points than he got sacked. That's That's insane. And they won the football game on the road, in the playoffs, where your legacy is made. Fuck yeah, Cincinnati. Let's go. I mean, it's a tough matchup, but I i mean, you have had a phenomenal season. And Joe Burrow, you are here to stay. And the AFC quarter, young quarterback group is awesome. And the talent there from all these teams are fantastic. I mean, the Titans are still going to be a threat. Mike Vrabel's not going anywhere, folks. Did you see Deontay Foreman? He's, they're going to be able to sign him pretty cheap. You see Derrick Henry? He's still running good. A.J. Brown? He's a stud. You know, Tannehill's manageable. I think they got to find some. Titans aren't going anywhere in the AFC. Bills aren't going anywhere in the AFC. Chiefs aren't going anywhere in the AFC. Chargers, if Brandon Staley can figure that out, they aren't going anywhere in the AFC. Studs, 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 studs everywhere you look. I mean, shit. If this is what the divisional round is going to look like from here on out because of this unbelievable play, sign me the fuck up. What's another one we want to talk about? We talk. We just talked about the Bengals and how absolutely tough Joe. What a tough sob Joe Burrow is. How about two other just tough sons of bitches? This Sunday night football game in Kansas City was. I, I mean, I, I was. I've been thinking. I mean, it was, it was what I thought in this small that all in, during the morning. You know, was that the best playoff game I've ever seen? But I know this for sure. I don't know if it's the best playoff game I've ever seen. It probably is up there. If it, if it isn't. It's the best it's the best playoff quarterbacking I have ever seen and, and I ever and I and maybe of all time between for both quarterbacks on both teams it was these two guys are absolutely bananas it is fucking ridiculous and it looks like the same guy was playing quarterback for both teams that's what it looked like to me it looked like either Josh Allen or Patrick Mahomes are the exact same person, and they just put on the other team's jersey every drive, and they just play. They just do that. It's it, I I couldn't for half. I didn't know what I was watching, folks. The last two minutes of regulation, twenty five points were scored. Twenty five points. Josh Allen thought he won the game twice. Twice he thought he won the game with a minute and ten seconds, right? Or yeah, about a minute and 10, oh, no, 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 a minute, like 30 seconds. And then Mahomes, what does it take? I don't know. One pass incomplete, second pass incomplete, third down. Let's just find Tyree Kill on like a, you know, eight round, sla- just an eight round in, eight, eight yard in, no problem. Took it to the house, like 80 yards. It, it's just nuts. And then Josh Allen goes down with 13 seconds left. 
finds Gabriel Davis for his fourth touchdown after Josh Allen is doing everything he's doing, running away, running over defenders, running over linebackers. I, he didn't hurdle anybody, but fucking shit. The amount of times that these two quarterbacks made plays running out of the pocket, just making a guy miss, running, stepping up in the pocket. It, he hits Gabriel Davis. There's 13 seconds left. I, I'm watching this game, and I, I cannot, could not believe what is happening. I'm outside on the patio with my stepdad. He's from Kansas City. We're a Kansas City Cardinals household. We are rooting for the Chiefs. Got my dad on the phone. We're going to bananas. 13 seconds left. I looked over and said, well, I think uh looks like the looks like Buffalo's going to another AFC championship, two in a row. He looked at me and said, Yep, sure does look like it, huh? And then the Bills did not they kicked it in the end zone. They didn't squib it. They didn't they, they didn't pooch it at all. They gave Mahomes 13 seconds. I have no clue. I, I have no idea why McDermott didn't just tell his kicker, hey, just pin him back, let him catch it at like the 20, the 15, the 10, kick it nice and high. Don't squib it and give Mahomes the ball at the 45, but if they return it, then clock's going to run out. Mahomes got one play. If they don't fair catch it, they still got a far, they still got a, a ways to go. But to allow the kick to go in the end zone and to allow Mahomes to have 13 seconds left without another player that's not named Patrick Mahomes, Tyreek Hill, or Travis Kelsey to make a play to have the, how the outcome of this game is going to happen is ridiculous. To ha to not have who the kicker to, well, is Miko Hardman, to not have Miko Hardman, or even if you kick it a little shorter, one of those guys make the decision to either fair catch it or take it and burn some clock is ludicrousy when you have 15, 10, and 87 on the other sideline. And that's all it took. One pass to 10, another pass to 87, Buckner ties the game. Let's go to OT. Chiefs got the ball in OT, and that's all she wrote, folks. That is all she wrote. But Buffalo Bill fans, I know this hurts. I know this hurts, but you got to look at Josh Allen and go, holy shit. Because I think we all knew that Josh was good. I knew that Josh was good. I saw it last year. I saw what he did this year, even though he was a little up and down and up and down at times. You know, he was great this week. He was uh, not so good next week. Then he was great the next week. And he's not so good this week. But Josh Allen. He is box office. This game to me spoke volumes about Josh Allen more than it did Mahomes. I already know Mahomes box office. I already know Mahomes wins MVPs and wins Super Bowls. I already know Mahomes is big time and clutch moments. But to see Josh Allen go tit for tat with Patrick Mahomes, the Kansas City Chiefs in the kingdom, the way that he did really, really showed me that this motherfucker is box office. I mean, box office. Let's go. Sign me up for those two playing against each other every single year. Every single year. Because, damn, that was fun. And don't get me wrong, I'm, I, I like lower scoring games in the playoffs. But watching those two guys be that great. Because, you know, and I've heard some people, you know, there was no defense. You know, second, there was no defense. You know, it was just them slowing around. They're both defenses sucked. And that's not, I don't, I don't know. It was, it was tied 14-14 at halftime. I think both defenses played very well. They both scored really fast, really early, and then they stiffened up, and then both of them didn't score until later on the second quarter. Tied 14-14 at halftime. Uh, and then you come out, they were putting pressure on them. It's Mahomes and Allen consistently did not have a clean pockets. They were moving all around the field, left, right, up, back, sideways, diagonal, you know, in the multiverse, whatever you want to say. Feels like both of them go in the multiverse to make these some fucking crazy throws that they make. They were being pressured. 
You know, Poyer and Hyde were, were fine. Now, I will say this. Sorensen had to play the entire game because Tyron Matthew went out on the first play of the game with a concussion. So you had Sorensen back there, and Gabriel Davis had four touchdowns. And Gabe, I think Gabriel Davis is a good player, and Josh Allen's fantastic. And maybe, maybe Gabriel Davis gets four touchdowns, but I really doubt that Tyron Matthews back there, Gabriel gets four touchdowns. And the Bills took advantage of it. It's not like their defense was playing bad. Josh took advantage of it. Mahomes took advantage of it. They're just so good. And in these games, when these two guys are going to play, most of the time it's going to be whoever has the ball last. Whoever has the ball last wins. When I saw the Chiefs got the ball in OT, I, 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 I was you know, pretty confident it was going to be over. They were going to score a touchdown. And their big players, their big ballers came through. And I got to say this. I Sometimes I, I, I think, you know, I think back when I'm watching some old games, I was watching some old Joe, Joe Montana highlights. And I'll talk about, I'm actually going to talk a little bit more about Joe Montana in the next segment. We'll talk about the Niners. But I was watching some old Joe Montana highlights when I'm watching the catch and all that. And it was on NFL Network in a game. And sometimes I wish I was born 20 years before I was, instead of 1993, 1973. Because then I'd be able to see the last half of the 70s, all of the 80s and 90s football. See all those Joe Montana years, you know, those Dan Marino years, those John Elway years. You know, see the, the time of the Cowboys with Michael Emmett and Troy. And that would have been great. But look at a game like I saw today, a game with Josh Allen, Stephon Diggs, who I know didn't have a big game, but is a big is a big time player. Mahomes, Travis Kelsey and Tyree Kill for the most part, those three. Now Josh too. But to watch these three work is unbelievable. Tyree Kill is like nothing I think the NFL has ever his speed on field speed is nothing like the NFL has ever seen. Travis Kelsey as a tight end is nothing like the NFL has ever seen. What is it, nine straight years with 1,000 yards? Nine straight, he has, he has almost 100 catches each year and 10 touchdowns. Patrick Mahomes is is light years above most quarterbacks. And I think they're the greatest trio in, in the league history offensively. And I could just compare them to Emmett Troy. I'll compare them to Emmett Troy because that's what a lot of people say. Emmett, Michael, and Troy were the best trio. Well, Troy Aikman's not even the same stratosphere as Patrick Mahomes. And if we go Michael Irvin and Travis Kelsey, Michael Irvin is a Hall of Famer. Fucking great technician. He had hands. He could go up, pinpoint the ball. Was a great route runner. Was tough. Was physical. Travis Kelsey's a tight end doing all this stuff, putting up the same numbers as him. Right? So it's like, hmm. And then you look at, I mean, Emmett Smith, all-time leading rusher. Okay. Tyree Kill is one of the most unique players in the history of this league. So you have the all-time leading rusher and one of the most unique players in the offensive history of the league. I I'm, I'm taking the Chiefs. It is absolutely insane what these guys can do, what the big ballers can do in big-time moments with Big Red calling the shit. With those four guys, as long as Andy Reid's there, as long as Mahomes playing like he is, Kelsey and, and Tyree Killer kicking ass, th these guys are just going to keep going to championship games. And the Bills, the Bills will be back. Don't, don't, don't get too down here. Josh Allen is way too good, I think, for you not to win a Super Bowl. In my opinion, I don't think – Josh Allen – will retire a Super Bowl champion. It might just be one, but I don't give a fuck if it's one. If you get one Buffalo, that's amazing. Josh Allen will retire a Super Bowl champion in the city of Buffalo. I, I just, I cannot see. He is too good. He is way too good. And what we saw in this game in Kansas City was remarkable. And both teams are going to be back. And I, I hope we see this each year. I would love to see both of them play each year in the playoffs. And some people say this was the AFC Championship game. But I talked about this a little bit, you know, Chiefs now got to play the Bengals, Bengals and Chiefs in the kingdom. 
that's a tough matchup. Bengals just beat them. Now, it was in Cincinnati, and the Chiefs just came off of this unbelievable, heart-pounding, just amazing victory that Andy Reid looked Patrick Mahomes in the face of 13 seconds left and said, go be the Grim Reaper. Go be the Grim Reaper and take their heart out. Now that's on to Cincinnati. And Joe Burrow has got a little swag. They're bringing some swag in the, in, in the kingdom. I'll tell you that. The, this, the, the Bengals, they're bringing in some swag. This AFC Championship game, has got it's, got it's got explosiveness written all over. It's got box office written all over it, just like this Bills game did. I think I think I think we're I think we could be in for a hell of a football game again. We could be in for something like not not it's not going to be like this because Joe Burrow's not Josh Allen. I love Joe Burrow, but Joe Burrow is fantastic and he might he might be a Hall of Famer one day, but right now he's not Josh Allen. He he's going to do some crazy um, um, great shit. Joe is, but what Josh Allen does on the football field, these two these two guys, Mahomes and Josh Allen, are two are two of the best players in the league. NFL football players, not quarterbacks, players. They're probably top five. They're ridiculous. They're monsters. They're machines. It's It was absolutely a privilege to be able to watch that game. This weekend has been unbelievable. And to have these two teams go at it the way that they did, man, it just makes me makes me really, really happy that uh, that I like this sport. All right, well, we've talked about both AFC teams and the AFC championship coming up on Sunday. So let's switch it over to the NFC. And why not start here with the GOAT in the Los Angeles Rams in Tampa Bay, where the Rams really controlled this game early. I, they were up they were up pretty big early. What was it? It was 20-3 to three at halftime. 20-3 to three in control. Pressure in Brady. They couldn't get anything open. The run game wasn't really there. Stafford played really well. Stafford played, but Stafford threw 366 yards, two touchdowns. They go in the locker room 20 to 3, kind of have this game in hand. Well, not when TB12 is on there, not when he's leading that locker room, not when they have a defense like that, because they started coming back. 24 unanswered points. 24 unanswered. It was uh it was pretty, it's pretty impressive. It was pretty impressive. But the Rams were able to pull it out. And I think that's more impressive. The fact that this team, who was kind of constructed, right? You have some guys that have been there for a while, like your Cooper Cups, you know, your Higbees, a lot of the linemen, some of the defensive guys, right? Jalen Ramsey's been there for a while, Aaron Donald. But then you bring in some makeshift guys. You add some pieces this offseason. You go and you trade for Matthew Stafford. You say, Jared Goff, you're not good enough. Let's go out and get Stafford. Then you go and you trade in the middle of the season for Odell Beckham Jr., a guy who didn't do absolutely shit on the Cleveland Browns. Not not a damn thing. You trade for him, and then you trade for another pass rusher in Von Miller, who had some injury problems and a little up there in age. And it's like, okay, well, we're just taking big swing after big. We're hoping all this glue is going to make this picture fit. We're going to put all this glue on. We're going to put all these things. We're hoping it makes it fit. Well, it fucking fit. And Sean McVay is going to another NFC Championship game. And Cooper Cup is an absolute baller. Absolute baller. The last drive, Stafford knew 10's getting the ball. 10 run two great routes. First one to the sideline, got out of bounds. Second one, deep shot, gets him down there. They go down, clock it, boom. Field goal, game over. See you, Tom. It just... (laughs) Unreal football game. A game that you, 20-3 to three at halftime, you kind of felt the Rams had this. But, you know, we've seen this before. 
This team, this Buccaneers team is really good. Tom Brady is really good. Devin White is really good. You know, these players are fantastic. And Stafford and this Rams team needed to prove they can hold on and win a game like this. They, they needed to. You know, just not just in the lead. Can you come back? Can you, can you prove? Stafford, no, no turnovers. Playing great football. In my opinion, the Rams are the best, most well-rounded team left. I, I think they are. They're the most well-rounded team left. I just I think their their defense is better than Kansas City. You know their offense is better than you know I would the Niners who they play. You know who couldn't score a point until they, they could only score field goals, couldn't even score an offensive touchdown in that football game. And still somehow Aaron Rodgers you lose. Still somehow Aaron you lose. Still Aaron they didn't score a touchdown. Aaron, but we're not talking about the Packers. We're talking about the, the who are we talking about? Yeah, we're talking about the Rams and the Bucks. It was um impressive showing, and the Buccaneers. They're a good fucking football team, man. Tom Brady's going nowhere. They're going, you know, this retirement stuff. I don't think he's he's not retiring. He's addicted to this shit. And Matt Stafford had to prove it. McVay, he brought him in. He did it. Cooper Cup is a fucking monster. Von Miller's playing out of his mind. Odell Beckham is really, really good on this football team. And, I mean, if it wasn't for four fumbles, a bad snap by the center that went over Stafford's head, Cooper Cup fumbling, which never happens, uh, uh, Cam Akers fumbling right at the end of the game as Sue stripped him, which was a great strip. That's a fantastic play. That's a play that a, a big play guy makes in the playoffs to give your guy a chance, to give Brady a chance. It's what he did. And it just, just wasn't enough. It was just too little, too late, and the Rams were able to hold on and win this football game. And Sean McVay, the youngest head coach in the NFL, is going to his second NFC Championship game in five years as the head coach of this team. Two in five years. He could possibly go into his to, to two Super Bowl. Two Super Bowls and two NFC championship games in five years. That would be impressive. I mean, it already is impressive. This dude, they just win. That's all they do. Sean McVay, all he does is win. Doesn't matter if it's Jared Goff. Doesn't matter if it's Matthew Stafford. Doesn't matter if it's any one of the running backs that they've had to use. Or, or you know, they had to go out and oh, uh, Robert Woods is hurt, right? So they go out and trade for Odell Beckham. Oh, well, they, they need some more pass rush. Well, they go out and trade for Von Miller. I think what the Rams are doing is fantastic. And, and, and man, you know what? I, Matt Stafford hasn't had too many big-time moments in his career. And he hasn't really been able to show that he could be a big-time, primetime player. Well, his legacy is being made because he's now won two, ga- two games in the playoffs. He's 2-3 and three in the playoffs now with a chance to go to a Super Bowl and write his legacy. And maybe Matt Stafford is a primetime player. Maybe maybe when you got a competent coach around him and you're not in the Detroit Lions, you know, he's able to show you he could be a primetime, big-time, big-boy player. Because in a couple of, two of those playoff games, they were close for a long time. Stafford kept them in it. One of them was a complete blowout. But you know, when you're on the Lions, you get blown out a lot. Uh, this Rams team, I think, they're the, I think they're the most rounded team left. I really do. Offensively, defensively, and special teams. And the win that they had to go up early, Stafford to play well, to establish to run, their defense to play like that. You know, and it's not just Aaron Donald is an absolute force. And as soon as we saw Tampa Bay have problems with their center in in Jensen and and Worfs didn't even play their left tackle, I knew Von Miller, you know, and them boys and Aaron Donald could have a field day. And they did. Aaron Donald was impossible to stop in this football game. He's almost, he's impossible to stop regardless. But when you don't, when your center's not 100, he can't even play. Your left tackle's not there to stop Von Miller. Aaron Donald can line up inside, outside, anywhere. This team is when they're clicking and they're scary right now. 
Now, now they got Kyle Shanahan and the 49ers coming up here, who's beaten them six straight times. Six straight. So, you know, but it's at home. It's at SoFi. And the Super Bowl is at SoFi. So, technically, the Rams control their own destiny to have two home games for a Super Bowl championship. Two home games for a Super Bowl championship. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers could not do that last year because they played on the road in Lambeau for the NFC Championship game. But they did play at home for the Super Bowl, right? Technically, it's not a home game, though. It wasn't a home game for them, technically. But this one, the Rams have a chance. Two back-to-back, the NFC Championship game in the Super Bowl, played in their house. So far, so good for the Los Angeles Rams right now, for Matthew Stafford and for Sean McVay. And you bet your ass they're going to be ready for this Niner team. Third time they face them this year. Shanahan has gotten his ass kicked by, um, I mean, McVay's got his ass kicked by Shanahan. He really has. But this is the playoffs now. This is big boy stuff. So, is, is, I mean, if we're going to talk quarterbacks here, I'm taking Matt Stafford all day, every day over Jimmy Garoppolo. But I also would take Aaron Rodgers all day, every day over Jimmy Garoppolo. And how'd that work out for you, huh, Green Bay? Speaking of the Green Bay Packers, let's get in it. Our final game of the divisional round. Also a game-winning field goal, much like the Rams was and the Bengals were. Uh, the San Francisco 49ers win this football game 13-10. to 13 to 10, they win this football game against Aaron Rodgers. Who, Aaron Rodgers, let's box score. Everybody, let's box score because Aaron Rodgers was 20 of 29 for 225 yards. No touchdowns, no interceptions. 20 of 29 for 225 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Okay. Jimmy Garoppolo was horrible. In this first half of this game, Jimmy Garoppolo was absolutely, he had like 40 yards and they had no points in the first half. Aaron put up seven on the first drive. Put up seven. And he was 20-29 for 225 yards. Let's remember that. But then the second half happened. And this Niners defense somehow was able to just clamp down, play really good football. And just, although the, the Packers were pushing the ball, you know, getting the ball, getting some movement occasionally, they went through a, a stretch of run. It was four, it was two three and outs. Then it was a first down on first down. And then they three and out. And then a three and out. And it just kind of felt like they were kind of stuck in this blah kind of play calling. Rodgers was just, wasn't throwing anything beyond five yards. Now they had a couple explosive plays. Aaron Jones down the sideline. Devonta Adams absolutely killed them on their first drive. And then, you know, the, the uh, kudos to kudos to the uh, Niners who just went, okay, we're just going to treat you like Steph Curry and just box and one your ass. And that's what they did. They just box and one Devonta Adams. And he pretty much was useless for the rest of the game. And if Devontae Adams is useless, in a cold-weather football game, somehow, someway, at Lambeau Field, Aaron Rodgers can't throw the football to anybody else. Literally cannot throw the football to another person. Alan Lazard is the only other wide receiver on the team that caught a football for six yards. Uh, uh, Mercedes Lewis caught a ball for negative yards. Negative. Aaron Jones is the only other one with positive receiving yards. It's, I just, I don't like wide receiver is like there's no wide receivers you have scantly and all these like Aaron like you can't you, you can't make things happen you can't roll out and make these I understand it's cold and it's zero degrees and I understand you were 20 of 29 for 225 yards that sounds like for no touchdowns no interceptions that sounds like a Kirk Cousins day that sounds like that sounds like fucking Jimmy Garoppolo on a good day I, I just don't understand how people can be like, well, it's not Aaron's fault. He was 20-29. There was no aggressiveness to Aaron Rodgers. There was no urgency to Aaron Rodgers. There was no Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes, will of fire in this man. 
And it's so disappointing that after the offseason that he puts on about, oh, I don't want to be traded and this and that, and then all this stuff and the contract and you're holding, like, are you going to hold out? You're not going to, you're going to come, you're going to show up, I don't know. And then the vaccination shit and all this stuff. You put, you put these fans, you put these players, you put all this, and then you come out and you lose a game. 13 to 10 to the Jimmy Garoppolo led San Francisco 49ers and you put up 7 points in the first half. It is it is the worst loss in the history of this franchise for the Green Bay Packers. It simply is simply it, it is horrific. I don't I don't care. I mean Aaron Jones was pretty good, right? Don't tell me it was don't tell me well Aaron didn't have anybody. Don't, Aaron Jones is pretty good, right? 41 rushing yards. He had like 129 receiving yards, one off that big like 60-70 yard play. Devontae Adams still had like nine for 90, but other than that, nobody, there was only two other catches, two other catches. Alan Lazard and Mercedes Lewis are the only other players that caught a pass from Aaron Rodgers other than Devontae Adams and Aaron Jones in a playoff game in the cold. I I just, I I don't understand. I I don't understand it. you're, you're, you're going to be when your fourth MVP back to back. And you want to tell me that this stat line is good enough. You want to tell me that 10 points is good enough? This is ridiculous. It was bad. I, now, he didn't play horrible. I thought he played okay, but there was no urgency. You could tell. He wasn't throwing the ball more than five yards. I just, there was no, there was no, like, go out and get it. Why, go out and give me a run, Aaron. Go out and give me one of those runs. Get up and give me a discount double check or something. What the fuck, man? You just, you just, what the fuck, dude? You just sat there and just, okay, here you go. Oh, here you go. Oh, punt again. Okay. Okay. Here you go. Here you go. Oh, deep shot, incomplete punt again. Oh, okay. It was, you're just kind of like, oh, okay. Go back to the freaking bench. You sit there and then you just wait. I just, I don't know, man. I I just, I think this is an absolute horrible loss for this Packers franchise. I I think LaFleur, he looked like he was seeing ghosts in the, in, in the postgame interview. Looked like he was seeing ghosts. Their special teams was so bad. And this game should never have been won. It was 7-3 to three going into the fourth quarter. 7-3. to three. Jimmy Garoppolo could not score. He could not get the ball in the end zone. This team could not. Debo was doing everything he could. It was cold as shit. This was a body bag game. Uh, bodies were dropping left and right on both teams. Debo Samuels is limping off. A.J. Dillon is limping off. George Kittle can freaking barely get up. This was a body bag, just cold weather, Lambeau Field, hit you in the fucking mouth kind of game. And it favored the Niners because Aaron Rodgers cannot play in those games. As much as he says he wants to play in the cold, the colder the better. The most as he says that he's a hard guy, he wants to prove to us that he's a tough guy, he's not. Jimmy Garoppolo, for one thing, he's not like super tough, but he's tougher than Aaron Rodgers. This football team is tougher than Aaron Rodgers because you're only you're tough as your, as your leader. And Kyle Shanahan's a tough SOB. All right, and, and D'Amico Ryan's on the defense side is a tough son of a bitch. All right, and at LaFleur, I think I think LaFleur is actually a pretty tough guy. Aaron Rodgers is not. Aaron Rodgers is not. And that's fine. But when you're in the football game, when you're when you're here, when it's January time and you're playing in zero degrees, you gotta be a little tough. Give me a little gritness to you. And the Niners uh, somehow block a punt 
because the special teams unit of the Green Bay Packers is worse than the San Francisco 49ers. And I have been hounding Hightower all year. So Hightower, the special teams coordinator for the San Francisco 49ers, I'm going to apologize, give you your flowers, because you not only blocked a punt, but you blocked a field goal to pretty much save the game as well before that. You blocked the field goal after Jimmy Garoppolo throws a terrible interception that we all know Jimmy Garoppolo is going to make, even though it looked like Debo finally had something, and George Kittle finally had a drive going for these guys. They were going to score. Nope, Jimmy decides to throw a terrible pick which of course he does and then going down Aaron drives down it looks like he's gonna go in for the touchdown he gives the defense a little smile throws an incompletion gotta settle for a field goal gets blocked Jimmy Ward blocked it then on the punt block punt for a touchdown all of a sudden this game is tied tied football game with like halfway to go in the fourth quarter Aaron all you need to do you got to win this football game you're tied go and put the ball in the end zone but you couldn't and because of that San Francisco is able to get the game-winning field goal. And Debo Samuels, a guy who couldn't even walk, probably was running like a 5-4. He had to limp off the field. Got this team, and in, 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 he's such an ultimate weapon. Got this team in field goal range for Robbie Gold. Uh, unbelievable. Unbelievable. Game over, San Francisco wins. And for a franchise that has had Joe Montana, who I was – I was obviously watching so Joe Montana, but I was watching some Joe Montana in college. I talked about his Niners stuff, but I was watching his college stuff. And I, I was watching stuff that games he was winning that he wasn't supposed to win. Would, should, would, shouldn't even have had a chance to win. Like the Niners were a six, six, were their six point dog in this game. Joe Montana was a 17 point underdog to Texas in the Cotton Bowl, and he beat him by like 29. He, Joe Montana was winning games left and right that he wasn't supposed to. 20, 22, 24-point comebacks. Then he went to the San Francisco 49ers and became even more of a legend and did even greater things. Steve Young did fantastic things with Jerry Rice and all them in the 90s. It was, it was great. Some unbelievable m wins. But this win, as a six-point underdog in Lambeau Field, on a Saturday night football against Aaron Rodgers and this team, you have Jimmy Garoppolo. You traded up three first-round draft picks to draft Trey Lance and still said, uh, Jimmy Garoppolo, yeah, you're still going to be my starting quarterback. And I said, Kyle, I, I was against it. I, I didn't like it. I was like, what are you doing? I think Trey should start. Well, guess what? Kyle's way smarter than me because he was right and it worked. And this franchise to have Jimmy Garoppolo lead it after trading for him and all the turmoil – being three and five at one point through eight games of the year, and now going to the NFC Championship game and just beat the Packers and Aaron Rodgers at home in Lombardi Field, Lambeau Field, it's 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 probably the greatest win in franchise history. It is. It just it just is a playoff win, non-Super Bowl. It's it's unbelievable. I, I just holy fuck, what a game, what a weekend it was, what an absolutely phenomenal weekend. And this loss is on Aaron Rodgers' shoulders for the Green Bay Packers, in my opinion. Say all you want. Say all you want. Oh, you know, defense, team, special teams, whatever. I don't care. You are a Hall of Fame quarterback. You're, you, you, people say that you're the greatest quarterback of all time. I need more than seven points from you, dog. I need more than seven points from you, dog. Really? In the divisional championship? It's Jimmy Garoppolo? Come on, bro. I don't, don't give me 20, 29 for 225. That's not good enough. That's not good enough in January, Aaron. You got to be better. Come on, dude. It's just, I, and I understand Packers at all should have been better, but their defense played pretty fucking well. I know, I know maybe the Niners just suck on offense, but that defense was causing havoc, taking tackle for losses, beating the shit out of Jimmy, beating the shit out of D Dabo, uh, D uh, Debo. I, come on. I mean, what, what else do you want? Yeah, your special teams is horrible. 
and the blocked field goal and the blocked punt, those are the game changers. But, dude, come on, man. You got – I just – I don't understand. Like, how, how can Packer fans look at this and be like, yeah, Aaron played fine. No. He played – yeah, sure, maybe he did play fine. He didn't play good. He was fine. He, he, this is Kirk Cousins-esque in the playoffs. Like, Jimmy Garoppolo, like, 20-29, 225 yards, no touchdowns, no interceptions. Aaron Rodgers plays it safe. And this is my thing with Aaron Rodgers has been playing it safe for, I think, got fucking, what, eight years now? He just he, – at one point, two years in a row, he led the league in just throwaways. He doesn't want to turn the ball over because he's not going to have as much trophies as Tom. He's not going to have all the accolades and stats as as Drew Brees. And he's not going to have those things. He's not going to be looked at in, or beloved like Peyton Manning. So he wants to protect the legacy that he's got. And to me, he plays it safe. And you saw it in this football game. Plays it safe. A guy that wants to talk about all he all he wants to do, the colder the better. We want home playoff games. We want home field advantage. Let Bring on the cold. But then you suck in the cold. You can't play in the cold. You don't feel like it's tough. I don't feel like now. One thing I will say about Aaron Rodgers, he, he like, you know, he's always cool, calm, and collective. You know, he's, he's he's same facial expressions in and out. I do like that about my quarterback. I, I like that about Aaron. He can just come in and out whether he throws a pick or not. It's the same thing. But man, you got to be better. I, I just I expected more from you. I, I I really did. A four-time MVP, Super Bowl winner, Hall of Famer. You want to call yourself the greatest quarterback, top five of all time? I can't do that. Aaron Rodgers can't be. Aaron Rodgers is not in my top five. Aaron Rodgers might not even be in my top ten because he doesn't win in the playoffs. And your legacy is made in the playoffs. If you're not winning in the playoffs, you're just winning regular season games. Okay. Oh, cool. If you win in the playoffs, no, losing record in the playoffs. All right. Well, then that was going to be Matt Stafford's career. And then you're just kind of like, yeah, you remember Matt Stafford? Yeah, he was really talented. You know, he, he, he was the reason why the Lions did anything good, but you know, he never won a playoff game. Then it's just kind of like, oh, okay, you win, you win playoff games, your life changes, your career changes, your, your money situation changes, convert financially, everything. I mean, you're more sought after. I just like Aaron wins in the playoffs. Obviously, he has a championship. He's been to five NFC championship games, but he just doesn't show up big in the playoffs. He, he, he he's just kind of let down in the playoffs. He just does. Like, I understand, like, you might think 2029 and 225. I mean, though, that's good. Like, you tell me my quarterback gives me that every week. I'm telling you, we're going to win some football games. I want a little bit more, especially more than six yards an attempt or whatever it was. But as a future Hall of Famer, a Super Bowl winner, four-time MVP, I need more from you. I mean, he just, he just, he's lackluster in the playoffs. He's close to a 500 career now in the playoffs. He's like 11 and nine. It's, it's, and honestly, I don't know. It's, it might get worse. Who knows? I don't know what he's going to do. I think he's gone. I don't think Aaron Rodgers is a Green Bay Packer. I think he is out of here. Done. Devontae Adams is probably going to go. I think Green Bay, your team's going to look different. But we'll see. That's 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 a conversation for another day. Today was all about just talking about how fucking awesome the divisional rounds were. Okay, folks, let's go ahead and do it for me today. What a fantastic weekend. Awesome podcast to do. I mean, I couldn't wait to do this one and just talk about all this football. I just... This weekend goes to show you the football is just runs laps around all the other sports. There is no other sport that could have gave you those two days other than the NFL. Really couldn't give you Josh Allen, Patrick Mahomes like that. Could not give you Lambeau Field like that. The Niners on a walk off could not give you the the Cincinnati Bengals winning their first road playoff game in the history of the, they could not in on a walk off. They're not going to give you all this in a weekend span. 
You're going to get this all. You're not getting a seven-game series. You're not getting a, a four-game series, a five-game series in baseball, whatever it is. No, it's a one-and-done. Winner, go home. And what an absolutely amazing divisional round. And sign me up for this shit every year. Please and thank you. Because that was fantastic. And I think the NFC, the NFC and AFC championship games are going to be just as good. Niners and Rams, Bengals and, and Chiefs, uh, teams, one team, they played three times. The other the other team, the other game, they played two times. Uh, this, will, this will be their second time. So, I I mean, <laughs> sign me up for this shit. All day, every day. I, I can't get over how awesome it was. My blood, my heart was pumping. I could, it took me a little while to get to go to sleep last night. I was still thinking about everything. So, I hope everybody enjoyed the weekend as much as I did. I hope everyone's going to enjoy the conference championship games. I will talk to all of you guys at the end of the week. We'll really dive into every all the conference championship games. We got some golf coming up. I'm probably going to start talking more golf this week. Farmers. Uh, Farmers Open at Torrey Pines, all the big boys, you know, your John Roms, uh, Kepka, I think is going to be there, uh, you know, your, your Tony Fina, all, all the big guys are coming out, so golf's really starting to get, kick, kick off, get going, so have a great rest of your week, I'll talk to everybody at the end of the week, peace!